Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, and it's July already. If you're listening to this live, if not, that's okay. Hello. (laughs) But it's already July. This year is going by so fast. And now that it is the seventh month of the year, we are on the seventh and final major chakra for the Heal Your Chakra series on the podcast. I can't believe it. I think next month what I'll do is I'll do like a quick overview, a quick recap in case you ever want to just do a quick understanding of the chakras. But this is our last big episode about how to heal your chakras and how to get in alignment with your energy. If you're new here and you haven't listened to these episodes yet, feel free to listen to this one anyways. But if you do want to go through all the challenges and start to actively heal your chakras, I really recommend starting back in January with the first episode, which was all about the root chakra. I'll link it in the show notes down below so you can go and find that first one. But it isn't necessary, but I do recommend really trying going and healing through all of your chakras because it is life-changing work. And I think it's something that even if you've worked with your chakras before, even if you understand the chakras, it is always a healthy reminder to start at the root and work your way up and get all of that energy healed and ready to go. It will make you feel better. It'll make you feel more confident. It'll make you surer in yourself and your identity. And it's also just going to help with spiritual things like manifesting and and your spiritual gifts and really coming into who you are. So highly, highly, highly recommend. But this week we are looking at the seventh and final crown chakra. This one will most likely be a little bit shorter because I do believe, and I'll get into this a little bit more into the episode in a bit, but I do believe that once you get to the crown chakra, not much work is needed, or at least it shouldn't be. Once you get to the crown chakra, you should be nice and open and ready to go and connecting with the universe and in alignment with your energy. So today's episode will be a little short and sweet, but I'm excited to get into it with you. And without further ado, let's just jump straight in to today's episode. Before the episode starts, this is editing Maggie here. I just wanted to let you know about something really exciting coming up. If you're listening to this episode live, it should be coming out in just two days, so you're getting to know about it first. But if you're listening to this on July 9th, 2023 or later, my group chakra challenge aura elevation is out for round two. This is a group challenge that I do with my beautiful soul sister business gals, Carly and Sophie over at Rise with Carly on Instagram and Shine with Sophie. We ran this challenge back in February all about blasting through your chakra centers, healing them, healing yourself, and getting into that magic of your own energy. And it was so much fun. We had 21 beautiful souls inside the challenge. We offer a giveaway. We have a group all together and we have lives. This time we're doing a passive regression, a confidence workshop. And I know that Carly is planning to do some energy Reiki healing. So It really is something that you do not want to miss. It's only $49. You get in for the three-week challenge where we go through each chakra one at a time, two days of challenges, one day of catch-up slash integration, and you also get to learn all about the chakras as you go. It really is a powerful program. The girls last time absolutely love, love, loved it. So I would love to see you there. I'll put the link down in the show notes and you know what? I'll make it live. So if you're listening to this 
on Thursday, you can grab one of the first spots. We do have a cap on how many people that we're going to have in the program. It's a large cap, but there is still a cap. So there's always the possibility that it could sell out. So if you want to join and get in your energy and get extra spiritual, we're calling it Aura Elevation Elevated this time around because we're doing past life regressions. We're doing Reiki. We're getting super woo-woo. We're doing tarot readings. We're doing EFTs, deep subconscious healing, all of it. So if you're ready to elevate your aura, we'd love to see you there. It's only $49 for a $750 value and three weeks with me, Carly, and Sophie. I cannot wait to see you there. And now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Goddess Journals. I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, tarot reader, spiritual coach, past life regression practitioner, and your personal spiritual hype girl. I'm here to help you break down your walls and practice the radical vulnerability you need to get to know your soul at its very core. This podcast will give you the guidance to change your fear into power and take those first steps on your ultimate journey to soul transformation. So take a deep breath and let's get mystical. All right, so the crown chakra, it is found right at the crown of your head, the top of your head, and it is your direct connection with the universe, with a higher power, with the divine, whatever it is that you believe in that is bigger than us, that is bigger than yourself, that is unexplained, all-knowing, unknown, all of that. And this is your connection with that, with your angels, with your guides, with spirit, all of it. It's an understatement to say it holds a lot of magic. It holds a lot of power. And that's why you do need to be fully healed, right? You need to be fully healed with all of your internal energy, with all of your personal chakras in order to have a strong crown chakra. Otherwise, it's just going to be really difficult to have that connection with the divine. It is a bright purple light. So we had that indigo of the third eye. It's a bright purple light. Think lavender, think pastel, think neon, that bright fluorescent purple. But I also believe it can also show up as a white light, that white energy. I really see it as that. I really feel like I have that white light energy chakra. And then it also, for some people, can come across as rainbow, as all of your chakras coming together and shining their light through the top of your energy system and into the divine, connecting everything within you, all of the energy within you with that of the divine. As much as I love the color purple, and I think the color purple can still work with this, it also does go a bit into the third eye. I think it's a bridging color. So personally, take this with a grain of salt and always go with your own beliefs and your own research. But I really see the crown chakra as rainbow and white. White light really is just refracted rainbow lights all together. So whatever it is, whatever you believe in, I just like those two because I really think it is not as much your energy anymore as your like literal string, the literal string connecting you with the divine. So I like to subscribe to the idea of white and rainbow. I also think that rainbow crystals and white crystals tend to work best with this chakra, whereas something like amethyst, which is often recommended for the crown chakra, really soothes that third eye and that fear, inner fear that's clouding the inner knowing. 
Whereas things like selenite and other crystals that I'll tell you later vibrate a little bit higher with that universal connection. Like I said before, it's your connection to the divine. It's your ability to surrender. It's that last piece that you need for your manifesting power without at least some energy going through your crown chakra is going to be really hard to manifest. It's enlightenment, it's purity, it's spirituality, it's oneness, it's your purpose, it's your dharma. It's your soul's connection to that which is bigger than itself, to that which it came from. It's that phone call to the universe. Whereas your third eye chakra is your intuition, it's your spiritual abilities, it's that spiritualness that exists within the human body that works in tandem and also against and in opposition to the ego, the crown chakra is more of that divine connection. It's the part of yourself that is pure spirit, the part of yourself that is always in connection with the universe or whatever it is that you believe in. Do you see the differences there? One is a lot more within the human body and one is a lot more esoteric, spiritual, and energetic. And so normally this would be the part of the episode where I go over what an underactive and overactive chakra looks like, what it looks like when this chakra can have blockages and all of that, but I don't really believe that this exists for the crown chakra. Now you'll find people who disagree with me and that's okay because I always say spirituality is about creating your own sense of belief. So people can disagree with me all they want, but this is what I believe. I don't believe it's possible to have blocks in your crown chakra. I don't believe that it's possible to have it underactive or overactive because every block or anything that you find about why this chakra is not functioning the way it should, it all will stem back to a reasoning in another chakra. So for example, you find it hard to surrender because you can't seem to let go control. This could stem back to just not trusting the universe, which really just means you don't trust yourself for being worthy enough, for being able to make it happen, any of that. You don't trust in the universe enough because you don't trust your beliefs, which is your third eye chakra. You don't trust that you're worthy enough. That's your solar plexus. You don't believe it's possible for you. That's a limiting belief and that's your heart chakra. You feel like you need to do, 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 do more all the time to make it happen. That's your sacral chakra. If there's a reason that you cannot surrender, it's not your crown chakra that you need to work on, but instead working with your own energy systems. Your crown chakra seemingly not being open enough almost always is the result that it's just not getting enough energy. It almost always stems down. Even on the contrary side where you're leaning too hard on universal trust, you are not doing anything because you're just waiting for it to be brought to you. You are using your tarot cards too much. You're becoming dependent on spiritual activities and spiritual tools and using them to cope or using them to take the responsibility off of yourself. That's often a lack of self-trust. That's a lack of trusting you know what's right for yourself. That is a wound in the sacral chakra of not feeling like you can actually take action almost always it stems down to a different chakra. Once you get to the crown chakra, if you've been doing it all the way through and you've been healing, your crown chakra should already be stronger, should already be more healed because it is not an energy that you can work with. It's an energy that we inform. The only way that you might, you might have a blockage 
in your crown chakra is if you have some sort of religious trauma or distrust of a religion or spiritual trauma or distrust of spirituality. This would be if a spiritual practitioner or a religious figure went against you in some way, if you were hurt by them, if you were betrayed by them, you may have this innate distrust in religion and spirituality, and that has nothing to do with your energy. You could go back to the heart chakra to heal that trauma, to heal that forgiveness, but that may be the only time that there's that slight blockage. You think you're worthy for everything the universe could give you. You think you're worthy of that universal connection. You just don't trust it. So that would be, I would say, the only time that there may be a block in the crown chakra. And most of the time, if that's the case, if you really have a deep spiritual block, you're not doing the work anyway. So usually by the time you are like knee deep in this spiritual work and you are working through your chakras and you get to your crown chakra, you've begun to work through that distrust of spirituality already. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. So it doesn't tend to be a problem, but other people may have that disconnection there in the crown chakra, which also means they are not going to be able to receive as well as others. A lot of people may say that they have chronic bad luck and they're also not into spirituality or any of this. And oftentimes it comes from a block like that. And once they decide to heal and open themselves up and they become spiritually curious, that starts to heal itself and they'll notice their luck changing, but you can't force anyone to do that. They have to do that on their own. So you listening to the podcast right now, you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't somewhat interested in spirituality and somewhat spiritual. So if quite literally you're just listening to this, it is extremely unlikely that that block exists. And if you start at your root chakra and work your way up, it should be taken care of by the time you get there. In order to have a block in your crown chakra, you need to have a complete lack of faith in anyone and anything except yourself. And by the time you are working with your chakras and you get to the crown chakra, there should be a deeper belief than just you are the only person you have to rely on. So it's almost always taken care of. It would be the most rare example if someone was at their crown chakra and done all the work and they had any sorts of blocks there, in my opinion. However, this energy, this chakra, this connection can always be nurtured. It can always be enhanced. It can always be worked on so that you can feel it more deeply and a bit more strongly. So let's look at how you can do that today. Instead of healing, we're looking at tapping into and strengthening and enhancing. So some things you can do are regular meditation, yoga, EFT tapping, or other spiritual practices. You can do surrender practices. You can write a letter to the universe. Sleeping and dreaming is actually a way to work with and enhance your crown chakra. Trust exercises and especially working with esoteric things like crystals. They can really help connect you with that divine. Some crystals you can use are clear quartz. They amplify the energy you already have. And by the time you're working with the crown chakra, that should be nice, clean, fresh energy that you're amplifying selenite. It's one of the stones of the moon. It's extremely high vibration. It is a self-cleanser. You can actually cleanse yourself with it. I love having a selenite wand and running it down my arms and cleansing my energy. Moonstone, which is the stone of the moon. It is the stone of the subconscious mind. It is the stone of that feminine magic universal connection. Angel aura or any of the aura stones like aqua aura, rose aura, but especially angel aura will get you 
straight in contact with your guides. And then finally, apophyllite. This is a crystal that enhances our spiritual practices like astral travel, meditation, past life regression, all of that. And it once again helps us get in touch with the divine and our guides. So if you own any of these crystals, give them a try. See how they feel for you. See if you do feel that crown chakra enhanced just a little bit. Some oils you can use in your diffuser or if it's safe on your skin, on your forehead, that you can smell are frankincense. I would say the number one is frankincense. It is a deeply spiritual oil and it will get you in that connection. But also lavender, jasmine, sage, white grapefruit, and lotus. Lotus is also a fantastic one. The Sanskrit name for crown chakra actually means a thousand petals. So that lotus energy is right in with the crown chakra energy. It's that white energy again, and it has that thousand petal energy and is opening up to the divine. And like I said, today was going to be a short and sweet episode. So that's pretty much everything you need to know about the crown chakra. But let me give some journal questions for you to really dive in and get started. So the first one I have for you today is what and who are you holding on to tightly that no longer serves you? Why do you think you're holding on to these things or people so tightly? What do they represent to you? What will they make space for if you let them go? And now number two, how can you remain open to receiving more serendipitous opportunities? How can you be more open to magic? And the third one, What would it feel like to continue to show up for my dreams, but let go of the idea that everything depended on me? What would it feel like to truly co-create with the universe? That one's a really powerful one. I love that one. I've actually journaled on it so many times. (laughs) And then number four, if you knew the universe was looking out for you, what would you do differently? How can you show up and shine regardless of the outcome? Now, those are all the journal questions I have for you. Try them out over the month. Take your time with them. The last thing you could do is write a letter to the universe. Whenever people do this, they feel like they have to be like, universe, I love you. You're amazing. BFFs forever. XO Maggie. But that's not true. (laughs) If that's how you feel, go for it. But if that's not how you're feeling, don't force this gratitude, this happy, spiritual, cheerful demeanor. Like if that's not authentic to you, don't do it. Sometimes it can be so helpful for yourself, for your energy, for manifestations, for the universe to understand what it is you want, to just rage it out. Be like, why? Why are you doing this, universe? This is unfair, blah, 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 blah. And just let out all your frustrations. And then at the end of your letter, explain what you want. Thank it for its help in advance. And then get into those better vibrations, those heightened vibrations. But sometimes we need to let all the anger and frustration out first in order to welcome in a stronger connection with the universe. Sometimes you need to set those boundaries. It's just like a friend. Sometimes you need to tell your friend when you're upset, when you're disappointed in them, and then you can heal. So try writing a letter to the universe, see how it goes, especially if it's a letter that you have to get a lot out. I often just write the letter and rip it up or burn it so that that energy purges out and I'm not putting it back into my body by reading over what I just wrote. I will burn it. I'll rip it up. I'll throw it in the garbage. Just get it out of there. Purge your energy out, replace it with better, and then don't re-ingest it. (laughs) Don't take it back in. So give that practice a try. Give those journal questions a try. Let me know how they go. 
And yeah, thanks for taking this journey with me through all the chakras. I had a really fun time. I don't know, what are we gonna do next? I thought about doing a journey through the major arcana. I thought about doing some archetypal work together, maybe on the first of the month, doing an archetype that you can embrace for awakening your soul and even awakening parts of yourself if you're an entrepreneur in your business. Let me know if that sounds good. The tarot journey sounds good. I don't know. I kind of like having these little challenges. I like having these little check-ins and intention settings at the beginning of the month together. I know they've really helped me. I hope you've also enjoyed them, but if you have any ideas, let me know over on Instagram. Maybe I'll put a poll up in the upcoming days, but I hope you had an amazing day. Thank you for listening. I hope to see you in Aura Elevation. Go check that link below. And now that the chakra challenge is over, you want to refresh, you want to really make sure you're implementing it. We can do that together starting at the end of the month and August. It'll be so much fun. So if you've enjoyed this over the podcast, let's do it in person. Let's get together and do it. It's only $49, like I said, for $750 worth of content, resources, time with three different amazing spiritual workers. So if that sounds up your alley, I would love to spend a little bit of time with you. And yeah, I just hope you're well. I hope you're happy. And if you're not, that's okay. But I hope you get better. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.